Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Exciting episode coming up for you guys. Hannah, my lady, has joined me for this episode. We recorded it yesterday. We were driving back from Manhattan and we're discussing two big topics. The first one, uh, my Patreon subscribers will be familiar with because we discuss uh, some depictions of Irish historical events in The Crown, uh, which Hannah knew nothing about. We talk a little bit about the royal family. A spoiler alert, we do talk about the crown. However, I do feel like real historical events don't require spoiler alerts. Anyway, that's coming up. And then we also talk about the controversy surrounding Harry Styles wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue. Uh, I will apologize in advance because if you're a regular to this podcast over the last four or five years, you will know that I like to record in the car. However, my plan for this was that I would record while driving back from the city with Hannah. We were supposed to leave at like 12 or 1 o'clock. No traffic time. And even though the coronavirus pandemic still rages through our society, traffic has returned to New York. And through a, mis- through a, a, a lack of awareness of her schedule time, Hannah and I were literally at my car about to leave when she realized that she had mixed up her times and she had to record a voiceover at 2 o'clock. So we couldn't leave until 3. We got stuck in a lot of traffic. So I'm a little bit distracted, actually, because it wasn't the sort of open road, you know, kind of mindless driving that I like recording. And actually, I was was concentrating a lot on the road and decisions that I needed to make. uh, And I wanted to be safe. So I, you know, I couldn't have as much focus on chatting as I like to have. However, it's still a great chat, uh, but if at times I seem distracted, that's why. And um, I hope you enjoy it. I did actually, you know, on this episode, we discuss a little bit of controversy around Harry Styles and we talk about Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. I did actually, after recording, try to listen to Ben Shapiro's podcast about it, but he, like very early on in the conversation, he said, I mentioned to my makeup artist, what would you think if your husband came home in a dress? And she said, well, I'd punch him. And I just thought, oh, okay. That's the type of conversation he's having. So anyway, we, we discuss it in a very different way. We try to have a bit of fun with it. And then, by the way, we finish off this episode talking a little bit about our own relationship, a sort of a two months into living with each other recap of where we're at, try to have a bit of fun with it. And uh, so it's a good app. I'll talk to you at the end, and uh, don't forget, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, subscribe to the Patreon. I've been doing half-hour video apps live on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Des Bishop, and I will be there tomorrow morning, Friday morning, because this is going up tonight, Thursday night, and um, tomorrow, actually, I want to discuss the hair dye that was dripping down Rudy Giuliani's face, and I also... Um, oh, there was one other thing that I wanted to discuss. Well, I'll remember anyway. You'll be there on uh, Friday morning. Anyway, for now, let's just get to the app, and I'll talk to you at the end. It's going? Yep. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. very special podcast today <laughs> because uh, we got Hannah back on, but we're actually we're driving from Manhattan to West Hampton in the car, so it's, it's a car episode. You're making me laugh right now because... He was just yelling road rage at people, used the C word, and then was like, okay, play. And then he's all pleasant, like, hi, guys, welcome to the Des Bishop. You meatball head! Hannah, listen, these are... These I just are, want your audience... Be honest with your audience. If you're a dick on the road, you're a dick on the road. Um, Hannah, easy, Tiger. You're, 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 you're creating a negative vibe from the start. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't being a dick. 
I was joking around, <laughs> and this is behind the scenes stuff. So, you know, don't. Sorry, I want to pull the curtain to just show your listeners the true Des Bishop. My listeners, not they've heard me rant and rave about Donald Trump. They don't think that I'm like a very sort of calm, zen guy. <laughs> so you're not you're not letting anything out. How are you? Thank you for asking. I'm good. It's um I have Invisalign in, so I apologize if it sounds like I have a Jolly Rancher in my mouth. I don't. I'm correcting my my lower teeth that were turning into a graveyard. Um, yeah. I mean, that, I I thought your teeth looked fine, but I I'm I'm recently I recently finished my Invisalign. I'm on the retainer, and I'm I'm a fan. So Thank you won't you. you won't get any you won't get any judgment from me. On, on doing Invisalign, each to their own. I know that we've we've argued in the past about how, <laughs> uh, you know, the fact that you fix your teeth is basically the same as getting Botox, but which I totally disagree with. Yeah, which which we're not gonna we're not gonna rehash mm-hmm. that that argument which we had on on, on your podcast, but like on your Patreon. I feel like I'm 14 years old again. Like I did this. I had braces. I had the colored rubber bands that I used to flick at my friends. Like I dealt with the metal in your mouth, cutting your gums. Like they they didn't tell you to put a retainer in, I guess. And now it's like round two. And I don't know what I did to deserve this. What happened in a past life that I deserve to now have crap in my mouth again. But you know what? First world problems. What, what the reality is that this isn't a necessity this is a, a desire you know it's a cosmetic procedure which is completely understandable you know we, we we've placed a lot of value well okay it's not completely cosmetic you see if your teeth are kind of getting a lot of plaque because there's they're on top of each other you could get gingivitis and die well babe i, I appreciate that uh this worst case scenario that you just played out is it could be possibly happen, but that is not why you're getting Invisalign. Like, be honest. They call me a liar. No, no, I'm just saying you're not getting Invisalign because you're worried about plaque and gingivitis ending up in your death. You're getting Invisalign because you want your teeth to look straighter. Well, I have and to that's, admit, and that's fine. I don't look at myself a lot in the mirror, but I did a lot of lives and zooms during quarantine, and I started to notice my bottom teeth, and. Then, you know, next thing you know, I'm sitting here in the car with talking shit with Invisalign and yeah, swipe but, up. Uh, but that's exactly why I got Invisalign. It's totally understandable. I, You know, the, the first time I really started to get obsessed with the fact that my bottom teeth had crowded so bad, it was starting to show was I was making the China documentary. And then suddenly it's like mm. you just see this this tooth, yeah. you know, it, it happens. Bottom teeth love to crowd. It's like they get all excited. They want to have a party. And it's like, you know what? Party's over. Yeah. Bottom teeth, you guys bottom teeth are like Trump supporters in COVID. You know, <laughs> it's like, why, why are you guys crowding like this? It's not, it's, it's, you're not meant to be crowding right now. I feel like a nun at a Catholic school, middle school dance. Everyone get away from each other. Exactly. That's what Invisalign is. It should be called the, the, the nun of uh, <laughs> Sister Sister Mary Bottom. <laughs> so anyway, here we are in in the car, um, driving, and we said we were going to talk about two two major topics today. The first thing I talked about this morning on my Patreon, which is the fact that we watched uh, episode one of season four of The Crown together. Uh, so you're, we're basically allowing you to ask me a lot of questions that arose from us watching episode one of The Crown. And then after that, we're going to talk about the sort of manufactured controversy around mm. Harry Styles being the first man on the cover of Vogue, but he's wearing a dress. But there also is some controversy as well with The Crown going on, which will be interesting. But I just want to preface this by saying that I'm not an idiot, but I don't know a whole lot about history. And Des is a historical major. No, I did history a long time ago, but I, I don't claim to be an expert at all on history. But, but you know a lot of shit, and I I love asking him a bazillion questions. I'm that annoying person during the movie that's like, why did he do that? What happened? Well, what's going to happen? And he'll just be like, save it till later. And I was fascinated by The Crown, and everyone's talking about The Crown right now. Yes, and you know, I... I I don't think you should have to give a spoiler alert here because I don't think, you know, talking about history is a spoiler. However, I am aware that some people are watching The Crown completely oblivious to a lot of the things that are going to happen because perhaps you're not aware uh, of the history, you know. But so warning, there will be spoilers here, but I, I, I don't think 
that it requires a spoiler alert, but I'm going to appease the people who perhaps are watching The Crown without really knowing what happens. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Well, let's, let's unpack it. it. Yeah. So, I mean, really, in a way, it's 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 really about you asking <laughs> me questions uh, because, well, the, the thing that I thought was really interesting was that you're not really aware of the provisional IRA, the IRA in, in modern times. I thought they were talking about a retirement account. He was like, the IRA, there's a lot of drama with it. And I'm like, yeah, they must have forgot to put in the right amount during yeah, the right year. I mean, I mean, the problem is that I, <clears throat> I have a lot of Irish listeners, so gonna- they don't associate the IRA with uh, investment retirement accounts. <laughs> so, so how do you think, did you like how the IRA was depicted in The Crown or not? Because it was highly dramatic. Well, you know, I mean, it's very hard to answer that question quickly. I, I mean, first of all, I'm disappointed because after this incident where they blew up Mountbatten, they don't really deal with it after that. I thought it was going to be kind of a running theme throughout mm-hmm. the series. Now, I know that we were only on like episode four, but it kind of like deals with that and then it sort of moves on very quickly. It's like they didn't even care about the Irish in The Crown or in real life. Yeah, they don't care about the Irish. <laughs> that, that's the whole point. But the the thing is that, I, I, you know, I, like there's there's two sides to it, okay? First of all, they have this like very sort of like almost ISIS-like voiceover that's like, we are the Irish Republican Army and we will not stand for divided society. And yeah, it that sounded was, like they were in a cave. Yeah, that was a bit like, I thought that was a bit sort of old. You know, I, I don't know. There was a little bit of sort of stereotypes sort of angry voice. Now, in fairness, they, they, essentially it's almost word for word what they're reading in terms of the statement that they made after they blew up Mountbatten because mm-hmm. they also killed... Uh, British soldiers at Warren Point that day. But, uh, you know, I I thought that was a bit sort of cliched. But then on the flip side, because obviously, you know, the the killing of Mountbatten wasn't that wasn't popular uh, in in society, especially because those two boys were killed. Were the Irish or the English? Yeah, it was just very sad. Like the killing of those boys. Hold on one second. You chat there for a second. I do want everyone to fully understand that what we're speaking about is the IRA basically blew up a boat that had Mountbatten, who is a powerful British guy, and some soldiers. Well, he was Char- Prince Charles's great uncle. Prince Charles' great uncle with two innocent kids. And then there was also rumors that Mountbatten messed around with kids. No, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> Hannah, you're jumping the gun there. I had to check to make sure that Waze didn't want me to get on the Clearview Expressway. I know how to get home. I was just, you know, I use Waze for, you know, traffic. And uh, you, I, you give me the mic for one second. I, I start talking about pedophilia. Se- yeah, you, you, you're fucking jumping the gun as we pass a cop. But I checked the rules, <laughs> and you're allowed to speak on a microphone uh, in a car. Anyway, uh, let's 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 not jump the gun on 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 Mountbatten just yet. So the 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 other side of of the way that this incident was reported was quite interesting because while Mountbatten is heading towards his death, and eventually when his boat explodes. Every member of the British family is involved in some sort of blood sport. Uh, Prince Charles is is killing an innocent salmon. Um, Queen Elizabeth is hunting stags. Uh, Philip, I think, is is about to shoot something. Uh, you know, they're all they're all they're all killing innocent animals. Uh, so I did find that there was some symbolism in the fact that the British family are not exactly an, an innocent group in terms of, of the history of how they've dealt with, uh, with Ireland. So I, and this is not to say that what the IRA did w- was right by any stretch of the imagination, but I think, I think it does try to, it did try to make the point subtly that this is not black and white. Mm. Now, I don't know how you felt. So you're saying you think that the animals were like symbolizing something else? Well, that, they definitely. Did you? You weren't taking that in. I mean, I I thought they were also having fun just with that. Whenever you'd hear a shot when they were like going for the stag yeah, or Prince something, Philip. Prince Philip was shooting at birds. Actually, they would show the audio of the shot when you're watching Mountbatten because you knew yes. it was about to explode. So I thought they were kind of having fun with like the different kinds of violence happening. But oh my god, I feel like I'm in school when you're like, "What did you think of the movie?" And you're like, "Um." But I do agree that they want us to analyze with the English, like, is what they're doing, like, empathetic and cultural and beautiful, or is it slaughter and disgusting? 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I do think there was symbolism in it, but, but that's neither here nor there. I think what's more important here, Hannah, is that you're coming to this incident completely oblivious to its existence until you watch it on the screen, mm-hmm. right? I know all about Mountbatten. I know the history of, you know, the lead I up to it. I thought you were the talking about actually, a mountain for a the, while. The, the, the fact that in 1975, they, there was actually, they were going to kill him in 1975. They were going to assassinate him outside that castle, and they didn't, which... In a way, was he aware at all that like people he, wanted to he, kill him? He had been informed numerous times that his life was in danger in Ireland. But no, I want to know how you. I want to know your opinion on what you saw in terms of the fact that you know this guy was blown up by the IRA. Yeah, it did. They did make it look. I mean, it was cold-blooded murder. The fact that innocent people were killed too it means there must have been a shit ton of anger that I didn't know what led up to it. But it's like. But that's what confuses me. It's like if if you are in that much danger, how the hell could you be there on vacation? Like, why? Why not go any other place in the world? Yeah, well, I mean, just in my quick research since, because I just did a little dip back in, apparently Mountbatten actually gave the Irish guardie, the Irish police, a major headache because he constantly ignored the safety protocols. So really, he was quite uh, quite the risk taker. Safety protocols on the water? No safety protocols on the fact that you know he he he's supposed to have security detail with him all the time because uh-huh. he's a royal, uh-huh. you know. Uh, so you know it's it's you know it's there in a way also- it's similar to Trump the way that Trump does stupid shit like suddenly gets a bunch of Secret Service guys to whip him around while he's got COVID. You know this kind of this kind of macabre, this kind of machismo. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I I don't want to get into that because you're basically we're making all these assumptions on Mountbatten's character, which I don't need to make assumptions about because we now know more about him than we need to know. I was just curious how you felt about the the incident because you're coming to a cold. I mean, I wasn't turned on by it. No, I, know. I do think also there was this interesting idea of the royals being like, we want to be treated like normal people, but then like leaving in a helicopter or like obviously like having tons of land and being so different or being like, we're different than other people and we deserve to be treated differently. So they like had this weird imbalance that they didn't know what they wanted to be. Like, do you want to be normal? Because you can't be. Or do you want to just embrace that you're different and try to be humble? Yeah. And I mean, that is, again, that is just like the crown's depiction of the royal family. And and what I was saying to you was that I don't really give a fuck about the royal family. Well, like the, 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 the reason why I'm not actually that interested in watching the crown was because in the end, they don't they don't focus. I, I thought there would be a lot more presence of the Irish side of the history, which there's not. Because personally, I don't care. I, I, I think I hate everything the royal family stands for. I don't hate them as people, but I just don't have the fascination that a lot of people have. See, some Americans are fucking obsessed with the royal family, I think, because it's such like a fairy tale thing for us. Like, we don't have princes and princes. And I personally just didn't really care about it. But to watch it is so interesting because I literally was like, wait, what does the queen do if she's not making like changing laws and stuff? It, now yeah, it's she's like she's just a it's, figurehead. It's, it's a figurehead. They're like novelty. But they're also they walk around like they are actually better than the rest. They are the royals like you have to go on your knee. Yeah, there's all this nonsense, but it's all ancient. It's all ancient. And they've held on to it. I was just saying you were like, oh, well, William's nice. How, how is William not a narcissistic crazy man? Um, I mean, I, I, you know, he, but anyway, I enjoyed watching it because Princess Diana, that situation was very fascinating to me. They opened up about like her bulimia, how this guy so clearly was in love with someone else, how young she was, how likable she was, the jealousy that starts. All that stuff is fucking saucy to me. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And you're going to get into all that. And that's. That's that's why you're going to watch The Crown and I'm not. The thing about, that I noticed about The Crown is with the English language, they love their language. They love using as many words and adjectives to describe the simplest thing. And they, they, they're very poetic and Shakespearean and they really fucking love words. Yeah, but that's just, you know, pompous royals, you know? Mm. Again, you know, they're... I, it, it, it always... It, it personally always annoys me people's fascination with the royal family, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel like people are so quick to be negative about certain aspects of power structures in society, but they still allow themselves to hold this uncritical fascination with the royal family, even though the monarch in many ways represents, you know, 
the horrors of colonialism, plunder, you know, the destruction of societies. I mean, there's still like the repercussions of of, of the British Empire that that we live with today. So I I just don't understand why there's this just this uncritical fascination with the with the royal family. That's a very great point. We also heard that they're not very happy right now with the crown, which makes me laugh because I'm envisioning like the queen turning on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, watching herself. And watching herself. Watching Elizabeth Coleman. And apparently, what did what did it say? They're well, not actually, happy. I, I, you know, I haven't I haven't looked it up. This is Aiden told me that. Mm, okay. That that, so, that they're they're not happy with the depiction of the crown, which is hilarious because how can they not be happy with their depiction in the crown when Mountbatten gets this this kind of uh, you know, like heroic ending, you know, in the sense that, oh, poor Lord Mountbatten is killed and it's very sad for everybody. But what they've completely ignored is the fact that he's a pedophile. He's actually a pedophile. He, there's, there, there's facts that he was involved in the Kinkora Boys Home in Belfast. He was part of a pedophile ring. He, 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 you know, he was connected to Jimmy Savile, one of the, you know, great, you know, like well-known stories of, of hidden, you know, like literally cover covered up sexual abuse of young boys and they don't even allude to that yeah that's fucked up like if you're gonna spill the tea on the crown it, of course there's the rendezvous with charles and camille i want to know the real dark stuff like the pedophilia mike drop yeah, well, mic drop on Mount Batten. I can't. I can't believe they haven't alluded to that. And that, you know, that there's facts of this not just from Ireland. There's also facts of this during his time in India. So the royal family can go fuck themselves if they're complaining about negative depictions of their family. That Prince Charles is a little upset that perhaps the, the the they allude to the fact that maybe he was fucking Camilla the whole time he was fucking Diana. Like they can go fuck. Not to mention, I don't know if he was fucking Diana that much. I feel like he got her pregnant, and. I don't know how much affection and love there was in that marriage. I think she was fucking empty. Yeah, I mean, that that's what it seems to be from the various documentaries and everything. But it's so interesting that she was so miserable, but people loved her, right? Yeah, I don't care. You know, I, don't, I don't care. Honestly, I, I literally, I tune out with the Diana. I just don't care. People really care. Well, you don't I, care I, about I, women? No, babe. <laughs> I don't care. You don't care about female stories? Ba- babe, I don't care about Princess you don't Diana. Think women I don't are ha- relevant in history? Babe, this is thank you for your contribution to trying to make something out of nothing. But uh I just I don't have a fascination with Diana that a lot of people do. You know, I don't I don't understand uh why people became as fascinated with her as they did. Uh I do think it's terribly sad the way that she died. But I don't, you know, I, I, I don't put more credence in her sad tale of I mean she is a typical like she came from royals. Yeah, she's a very wealthy woman. She it's not like he picked some random girl up from the street and turned her into a princess. She was of yeah, she royal was of descent. The, yeah, she was of the uh, of the landed gentry. They made it seem like she really liked him in the beginning too. Like she yeah, couldn't wait I, to I, meet him, she really liked him. I j I'd love to know where they're getting their sources from. But the, with, the, with the Diana story, there's, there's so many. Yeah. I mean, there's been so there's many. There's a lot of great documentaries. If you yeah. And there's so many people. There's so many, you know, people that have come out, people that were involved with the royal family. And they all have their, their sort of their few cents of, of information about it because it's all so salacious. It's was it all gossip. Was kinder? Like I, I literally more- don't care. I do. I, I, th- my problem is I don't have any opinions on Diana. I don't care. Mm. I mean, I, I was just talking about the fact that the royals have a gall to come out and complain about the way their family's portrayed when, you know, they they won't even come out and criticize Prince Andrew. Yep. And he's involved with Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. So, I, you know, I mean, they should really count their lucky stars that the crown is fucking hiding the incredible amount of pedophilia that's in their fucking pedigree. Valid point. Valid in my point. opinion. Valid point, Des. You know? But overall, I thought it was a nice show. Well, you're enjoying it, which is great. My mother absolutely used to love watching The Crown. Everybody I know, Aiden loves it, by the way. Mm. You know, but I've just, I'm just riddled with fucking Republican sympathies that have tarnished my any any chance of being interested in the royals beyond just being critical. What if I was a royal princess in England and I wanted to marry you? Would you enter the royal family? Um. Like I, I, it's it's a, it's a very interesting hypothetical. But of course, if you, if you were you, 
and 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 you're the woman now that I love as you are, and it just so happens that you were royal, and by chance we'd met. I don't know. You came to one of my fucking shows or something, and I said, "I want him. I like I, that joke, boy." I wouldn't. I get wouldn't, the clown. Get the jester. Uh, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been delighted. You know that you remember the royal family, but the great thing is that this is hypothetical, and that would not have happened. <laughs> that would not have happened. <laughs> you know, because I don't. I don't respect the pomp of, 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 of the royal family. You know, people got very angry years ago. There's an Irish sports star, Ronan O'Gara, and he was kind of a little bit disrespectful as the queen was coming along, and people were like, oh, how dare he? And I, you know, me personally, I was like, you know what? On one level, yeah, I can understand. It's like he should have respected the woman, which is fine. I will always, res- you know, I respect her as a human being, but the fact that she comes with all this, you know, this this tradition, which is based on a, a sense of they're more important than everybody else, then I say, well, go fuck yourself. You're the one that requires all this nonsense. Well, ultimately, the tradition of royals being with royals is what destroyed a lot of the relationships in the royal family. It's because the tradition that they basically forced Charles to be with Diana when he wasn't in love with her and he was in love with Camille, and that's who we ended up with. Camilla, yeah. Sorry, Camilla. <laughs> so it's like ultimately I mean I as a not very religious person but I understand the benefits of religion I just hate when religion be- gets in between people finding love and when like old traditions get in between finding love because isn't that the point of life finding love yeah and the whole, the whole thing is nonsense anyway it's bad genetics the family are like the family have all sorts of interesting uh, genetic mishaps going really on. well you know I mean there, there, there's a lot of when when you can when they're only happy if you marry an aristocrat you know you're, you're not in the biggest gene pool mm. you know very this, this aristocratic gene pool is is a fucking puddle very interesting you know? in an ocean of great humanity which is made... why which is why william was smart she's not an aristocrat and were people upset about that yes it's a thing she looks quite aristocratic she's yeah, very but, regal yeah well because because we all have the potential to be aristocratic. <laughs> it's just pure fucking luck these people were born into that nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I do have to say they did make King Charles much better looking in the crown than Yeah, his realized. face is not as long and his ears are not as big. He was actually kind of handsome. And then I was looking at photos and I was like, Diana, girl, you can do better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she I don't was, mean to she be was vain, cast very well. And, you know, I won't get into the Thatcher thing, but... The the Thatcher thing was interesting to me too, but that's I think good. That you is know? interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I, I like. I'm gonna. I I have to kind of. I have to go back and do a little more research myself. But yeah, you know, Margaret Thatcher was in it as well. If you're interested in MT, so that's good. You, you you ask some you ask some some good questions. My my only problem is you're more interested in the royal family than you are in Irish history, which hurts me. I'm just know? saying I didn't learn a lot about Irish history except the no, Irish guy No, I know, but I wanted up. you to ask me the questions now. But like I don't have questions. Yeah, because I, I I understand because your curiosity was about the royal family. No, but like not how about many the questions IRA. can I ask? You, I asked a bunch about the IRA. It's 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 fine. I'm very happy. I'm very content. You know, I'm 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 very content. I just feel like we're gonna have to have a lot of nightly conversations <laughs> about the history of Ireland. <laughs> okay, you got you got we have, we have a lot to teach you, which is which is great. Your 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 curiosity about the royal family hurts me, but the fact that we still have so much to learn about Ireland makes me very excited. My thirst for knowledge is unquenchable. Mm. So the other big story of the week was uh, Harry Styles being on the front page of uh, Vogue. Vogue. Is he the first man? The first man ever. On the wow. front page of Vogue. Wow. In a dress. It's like so not feminist, it is feminist. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I think in this in this situation, it, the, the, the focus is less on whether it was feminist or not and more just on, um, I, I, I think it was more of a, I guess, a gender statement. Or, yeah, it's starting or, conversation and getting people to talk about gender, which it did. and It certainly did. It created a lot of controversy because, you know, I, I don't even like giving credence to these fucking, you know, uh, controversy, create, you know, people who sort of thrive in these, the nonsense grievance of masculinity like Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. But they brought up this thing that masculinity is under threat and the fact that, you know, if, if you, I, I mean, I don't have the exact quote, but it was basically saying if you see this picture as anything other than an attack on masculinity, then you're you're an idiot. 
Also, if you if you're a guy and you see that picture as a threat to your masculinity, you are an insecure little bitch. Yeah, I mean, it it, it wasn't. What did I mean, Ben Shapiro say? You know, something similar. Thing. Basically, that that their argument is, and and wait, I don't even know if he believes it or not. He's just that's just the world that he occupies, isn't it? It's also it's just like why does that make you so uncomfortable? Like, talk yeah, to well, it, I mean, for that. them, I guess for them, they just. They're they're just feeding into this great sort of left right debate of political correctness gone gone crazy. Oh, as in like suddenly like there'll be no men left in the world, and then how will they pro women procreate? Because all the men will be running around, and dogs will be having sex with each other, and men will be in skirts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're more thinking about the fact that 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 man traditional manhood is under threat, you know, a sense, and that that masculinity. Uh, you know that 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 what traditionally being a man is now considered to be a negative thing. I think that's that's their oh. argument. But but the thing is that even if you wanted to make that argument, I don't know why. Yeah, you were have trouble. You were having trouble even explaining that argument. No, no, no. But no. But what I mean is like I don't know why you would feel that uh, Harry Styles being in a dress on the front page of Vogue challenges that because. They can't get it through their heads that you can really wear whatever you want. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing of like of gender roles is society is constructed, socially constructed. And Harry Styles is also, I think, he's bi. I don't know, but the point is, is that he's human. He's an artist. He's expressing himself. I think the whole bi thing is not like a Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I don't think that's that's like a public. Uh, oh, I I I think that's like allegedly. A sort of a, that's we're that's, dropping that, bombs. That's today. an allegedly. That's that, an allegedly. That, that's definitely an allegedly. But I I think it's fucking awesome. I personally think it's so cool that he's making people stop and question. Do you know how everyone is on the spectrum with their gender? I really do believe that. Like as in. No, it's not black and white in terms of like your sexuality and the spectrum. I don't mean like you're kind of gay or really gay. Just like everyone is unique. And I think that Harry Styles is expressing himself in whatever way he wants to feel. And I think it's beautiful for any man who might feel like they don't fit in in the football locker room, but they're straight or they aren't straight and they don't fit in the football locker room. And that's okay. And I just think the more you show that it's not black and white, the better it is for everyone. Yeah, you know, especially especially anything that challenges the sense of why is it that a dress is feminine? Why is it that that yeah. pants are masculine? What about kilts? Well, actually, I, you know, I was reading a lot about this this morning because I knew we'd talk about it. And coincidentally enough, there's been many people in the public eye that that have actually. Kanye wears skirts. Well, yeah, but I mean, there was also David Bowie, mm-hmm. Prince. You know, Nirvana were wearing some some pretty wild stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's it's a common enough thing for people in the public eye to right. wear the like whole idea challenging when you clothes look in a bathroom, and there's a image of a girl with a dress as a woman as women, and a man that looks like he's not wearing clothes as a, as a man is a social construction that someone decided back in the day was like, hmm, women should wear this. I don't know if it's easier to rape them. I don't know. Sorry, that got too far. Yeah, that was a little far. That was far. But the point is is that I I like things being challenged, and I like not forcing people to be in two boxes. And if it scares you 
that things aren't two boxes, maybe you're scared of like losing power in some way. Well, but the, but that that's clear. I mean, for some, you know, con- conformity obviously brings peace to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. While really, I just know that they're in the business of arguing for conformity in mm-hmm. in this arena. Mm-hmm. I also do think that there is a sense that in in a in a nonconformist society, they don't thrive. True. You know. But I also think that if you can't, if people can't categorize you in their head, they freak out. Like people want to be able to label everything. And Harry doing that was like, it just, all their wires got crossed. But like Candace Owens is a black woman. Like it's not like she's benefiting from society so much. No, well, she's, she's just, I I mean, I'm going to make a sweeping assumption about Candace Owens, which is that she saw an opening for an outspoken uh, black woman to not, take the position that's expected of her and she saw an opening within conservative media circles to say i mean i'm paraphrasing but essentially she's saying that if you're poor that you're lazy and people need to take responsibility for themselves and the black community has to take responsibility for itself Mm -hmm. which is which really suits uh the argument in conservative media circles right so that's what she's doing i could be wrong she could really have deep convictions she could really believe in what she's saying but i'm assuming that she doesn't that she just took what was essentially if you want to look at it in the cold light of day a pretty smart decision to get herself a ton of fucking airtime to be that woman (laughs) you know and and uh, you know she's being the the tommy lauren or whatever yeah i mean i think it's i think it's personally kind of sad but at the same time i'm also I think it's said based on an assumption that she's not genuine. So I could be completely wrong. They also were saying something like she mentioned something about toxic masculinity and like that's a fucking thing. Like, I don't know. I'm not a man, but I assume that at times you feel pressure to be a type of way from society that ends up not being great. I don't know. I'm speaking in mass generalizations right now. but Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the whole argument about toxic masculinity uh, well, it, it was interesting because Luke, funnily enough, our neighbor in West Hampton wrote an article for his website, The Radical Balance, oh. where he he basically argued for everything that we're arguing for in terms of why it's a fun and positive thing that Harry Styles would would wear a dress. Mm-hmm. But he argued uh, that um, that there was one article that said, you know, this was a shot at toxic masculinity. And, you know, I guess it kind of suggests in a way that that Harry Styles, I, I guess the fact that why can't Harry Styles just be a be a positive masculinity without suggesting that it's taking oh. that 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 it's a pot that that it's a pot shot a toxic masculinity? No, it's just it's just an evolution of masculinity. And also, Harry Styles does not represent every man. Yes, he is a teenage heartthrob, but it's like I see him as unique. I don't just assume like, oh, because men wearing dresses now, it's fucked up for men to be like muscular and wearing, you know, workout clothes. Like, I just think there's room for everyone and buckle up and get in and enjoy the ride and stop judging other people. But it is very interesting that nobody sees Celts as feminine. They're like hyper masculine. Yeah, they're hyper masculine. It's like, yeah, because we're free balling underneath here. Yeah. So maybe that, it makes that, people upset the amount of girls who are still highly attracted to Harry Styles. Yeah, they all want to fuck Harry Styles. They want to lift up that dress and fucking get on that cock. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> you know, I hung out with him once. Okay, name dropper. I, I'm name dropping him right now. And you know, you know the way you want you want uh somebody like Harry Styles to be an asshole so you could turn around and tell everybody oh yeah well actually he's a fucking total dick mm-hmm. but he was the opposite of a dick he was like the nicest guy <laughs> and not only was he super nice because I went to the the premiere of Dunkirk in New York and myself and Killian Murphy were hanging out with him in the Bowery Hotel afterwards and uh, he wasn't just a nice guy he was like super funny and really interesting and kind of like a good host because he invited us over to come and hang with his crew, which wasn't a particularly like cool crew. I think there was like a lot of like a lot of people that were like making money off Harry Styles hanging out as well as Harry and some lady he was hanging out with. Was he a good listener? Well, he, he I have, I have Did no his eyes sparkle when he looked at you. Uh, no, he just was a nice guy and we chatted away and it turns out that 
he kind of knew John Bishop. He knew a friend of mine's kids a bit from the, they ended up going, they were in like a similar school. So we had like a, we had like a bit more of a personal connection, but more importantly, he was just fun. He was just like, what did you think of his sexuality? I didn't think anything of his sexuality. Did you guys hook up? We didn't hook up, you know, that would also be a great story. But, <laughs> uh, but no, we, we didn't hook up. We were just, we were just hanging out. I do and, think and he was a nice guy. A lot of girls in the past would say that they would never be with a guy who's bisexual. And like as someone like myself who I feel like I'm very attracted to hyper masculine men. I don't know if it's how I was raised by society, but or what my dad's like. I don't need to unpack all that. But there Harry Styles is also showing that just when you're confident it's attractive regardless of like what you're wearing as long as you yeah, feel comfortable in your that, own skin. Even saying that hi- Harry Styles isn't hyper-masculine is in itself a judgment. Yeah, because he's he's what society says. Because this whole concept of what's thing. masculine and what's feminine is in itself a problem. You know, 100%. But, so, but anyway, that aside, were you trying to sneakily get me to sort of come out as bisexual there? I, feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if like, you want you, to, yeah, just so you know, I won't like leave a, you. Yeah, well... That's not the case. This isn't a fucking love is blind well, moment by the pool. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like it always turns into us talking about butt stuff. But like, what do you think no. of all the guys who think that they'll like turn gay if someone puts a finger in their butt, or like it's they won't even enjoy their prostate being massaged babe, because you, society tells you it's gay. Babe, I really I appreciate that you're you're bringing it around to that again. But there has just been a little bit too much butt stuff conversations <laughs> on all our podcasts recently, and I'm just not I I I need our listeners to think that there's more going on in our lives than conversations that always have to come around to butt play. Somehow it always comes back to your cute little booty. Um, but yeah, no, but, uh, I, I just think that it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's fortunate that Vogue took, you know, the fact that there's never been a man on the cover of Vogue is obviously in itself, uh, a, a statement, right? Mm-hmm. So then they put Harry Styles on. He's in a dress, which of course is controversial. On on some level, it's irrelevant. I actually, I think if these guys hadn't made any comment, it would have just came. Also, it's not like he's walking down the street in a dress. It's a fucking artistic photo shoot. Like people have done weirder shit for photo shoots. Yeah, well, Beckham. First of all, Beckham wore a sari that a, a sari, sorry, that time, and uh, he, you know, that I think that was caused a bit of a stir at the mm-hmm. time, you know, and Beckham at the time was. I guess he was he oh he was more like a metrosexual was the was the buzzword at the time you know but like <laughs> yeah people don't say metrosexual anymore yeah well it's kind of faded a bit I mean I think I think they do say it a bit more in 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 Ireland and the UK mm-hmm. but yeah metrosexual kind of faded a bit you know I don't some I, Americans I don't know what would the, call that European I don't know what the what the modern metrosexual what what's the metrosexual now <laughs> European. <laughs> 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 well, you just envision like a French guy that's like wearing tight pants or something. Yeah, like a bit, a bit androgynous, perhaps. Yeah. I just think the problem with all these conversations about masculinity, femininity, is that they they require tons of sweeping generalizations that just don't add up. And I just think that they say anxiety comes from you having a separation between who you really are. And who you like give to the world, like they they say that 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 is a cause of anxiety. Yeah, when there's a separation between your authentic self and what you present. So the more you try to be a stereotypical gender role or a type of way that you think society wants you to be, the more anxiety you'll have. And the more times people like Harry Styles or whatever break those norms, the less pressure people will feel to be a type of way and they could be like authentically themselves and that's when i actually feel like you find love not to get all into that stuff but it's like when you really find out what you want and you express your x factors and your uniqueness people see you for you yeah but that but that yeah but again that is just like a that's another like like we don't really know if if that's the case what you know like that 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 that's how you'll find love, and even that when you find love, that that's gonna like complete you. You know, like no, and not even complete you. I just think it's hard to find love when, if you're not in touch with who you are, and what and what you like and what you want. Yeah, but you don't think that uh, you know challenging societal norms is an anxiety creator in itself. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I do. That's why I'm saying stuff like Harry doing this makes normalizes it a little more. Mm. The challenging. And when you challenge the norms, people get uncomfortable and they start tweeting stupid shit like Candace Owens. Yeah. And uh, again, that's just the that's just the industry that they're in. Also, not even Candace Owens won like Vogue won. Like Vogue is the winner. <laughs> this Vogue was like all people are talking about, sharing about, and no. One yeah, even- well, it's not like it, it was a no-brainer. The guy is super popular. He mm-hmm. can't do any wrong. Mm-hmm. He's got a watermelon sugar high song, <laughs> just like took off. I like that song. I didn't even know it was fucking Harry Styles. <laughs> There's nothing this fucking guy can do Which that you don't just like. Him eating watermelons, and it. I didn't see the video. I just, I just liked the song. I didn't know it was Harry Styles. If I knew it was Harry Styles the first time, I would probably would have tried not to like it. But it fucking snuck up on me. And then I liked it. That happened to me before with a Justin Bieber song. Oh, I yeah. fucking liked it. Then somebody was like, it was Justin Bieber. I was like, fuck. They sneak up on you. I can't lie to myself. I can't lie to myself. I like Justin Bieber. Same. You know? And you th- Bieber that, fever. And th- this is the thing about gender norms I, you know, and, and age norms. I'm not supposed to like Justin Bieber. Babe, you're allowed I'm to. Not, I'm, I wasn't supposed to be a believer. <laughs> you know? I wasn't supposed to be a fucking believer. The only time I ever said believer... You know, before this, before I found out I was a believer was if I just left the fucking dentist and I was trying to say believer. <laughs> now I'm a goddamn fucking believer by accident. And and, and I, I needed Harry Styles to be on the fucking front cover of Vogue to make me be okay with that. But these songs are like, they're like dopamine. It's a drug. There's like crack in them. The same way, you know, like bread, they'll put like a lot of sugar in it so you become addicted to it. These songs, they find these pleasant noises like... Or like yeah, they know the they know the the, the sounds that put the sounds in the background, and next thing you know, you're itching for it. You're itching know, for some watermelon those, sugar. Those fucking sounds were supposed to suck in young women. How the fuck has it turned out that the frequency that sucks me in is the same frequency that sucks in fucking fourteen because, year old girls? Because that's you talking about gender norms. I'm a young girl at heart. No. No, this no. Is you being you. No, I'm just joking because th- there's actually there's more there's more to that than just gender norms. In that, the frequencies, the things that are pleasant to you do change over time. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, True. like like higher frequencies become less tolerant as you, as you get older. Apparently. Oh, that's why like you think kids are super annoying when yeah, you're older. Exactly. That's why I should have fucking had a kid already because now you probably do. You should check on that, I, babe. I, I I've checked. Trust me. I you know. That's why you have me. I'm your kid. That's what I feel like sometimes <laughs> when we're when we're about to get in the car at fucking one thirty. You're like, oh, it turns out that thing was at two. We got to go all the way back, but yeah. we we worked it out. Yeah, we worked it out. So, do you want to finish up by just uh, let you know, just seriously, not joking, saying how do you think it's going between us? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Because you know we we've lived together now. We how, how long has it been since you moved in? Two months. Have you, you, we've lived together for two months already? Two months, which is six months quarantine time. Yeah, because we, we're together all the time. 24-7. The only time we have a part is him in the morning and I'm at night when he goes to sleep. Yeah, we have like a sleeping gap. So I have three hours on my own in the morning before she wakes up and she has some time on her own at night. To be honest. Even though you're not really on your own. Cause I'm Are you going like, to let me answer the question? Sorry. I feel like it's going well because... I feel like we just want each other so bad, but we don't need each other, you know? It's a very healthy calmness of two people that have decided that their life is enhanced with the so other you, person. So you're saying we're an eight? Oh, I didn't know we were doing numerical rankings. No, so that's a joke from... The, when I was when you know when I was in my early twenties and you 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 find something that you think is the answer to everything because everything is so fucking... Everything is so black and white and absolute when you're in your early 20s uh the celestine prophecy came out around that time you've probably never heard of this book it was like the it was kind of like the secret of the early 90s and uh it had these prophecies and the the one of the prophecies was that uh you need to be an o right but most people are c's and when two c's meet they feel whole for the first time, but they're completely dependent on each other. Without each other, they're still incomplete. Mm. Right? But what you need to be is an O. And then when two O's meet, they become a figure of eight. <gasps> right? oh. and, and so that they're, they're, they're 
they have a they're perfectly in unison but they are not dependent on each other babe that's what i meant except i am dependent on you but i'd be okay without you but if i'm gonna be with you i'm gonna be dependent yeah but you're dependent on me in the sense that you'd be doing a lot more long island railroad trips (laughs) if if you hadn't met me but babe that's exactly what i meant that's how i feel between us i feel like we uh, we're just we just are really good together do you know what's fucked up though like like life the amount of miles you've been driving yeah but no it's just so funny because my father never had a driver's license now i know that you 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 just currently can't drive which is it's not important she hasn't broken the law or anything she just her license is is out of date right and uh so you currently can't drive so i've been doing a lot of you driving around because you're actually you're quite busy right now and i'm not busy uh but my father never had a driver's license right in fact, my sister-in-law, I told her the other day that you didn't drive. And she was like, you mean she can't drive like your dad? And I was like, no, not like my dad. She just currently has a, her license is expired. So anyway, long story short, I just think it's very funny because I'm driving you around. Like my mother used to drive around my father. <laughs> and like, it, it, it's just interesting because there are times where perhaps like the schedule doesn't go according to plan. And it's like, what the fuck? And then I'm like suddenly like going, oh my God, I'm just like my mother. <laughs> It's fucking crazy because people always think like, "Oh, I've 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 become like my father," but actually, you you you're like my father. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you? Why could your dad not drive? He never got a driver's license. He had anxiety with it, babe. In most of human history, they didn't fucking blame everything on anxiety. That's a recent phenomenon. So my father didn't have anxiety. He never got a driver's license. But like, it wasn't your mom. Not at one point was like, "Hey, for the family, it could be much better if you got a license." No, because she was like, "I'm such a fucking control freak. I got this motherfucker right where I want him." Oh, she didn't want him to get a license. But so he always lived. He lived in London, and then he lived in New York. Mm-hmm. They always lived in cities, and he mm-hmm. just never. He never needed a, a. You know, like you live in London, you don't have a car, mm-hmm. and then he he did end up living in Queens, where he should have had a car, but. My mother was such a, you know, my mother was such a control freak that, you know. Would he take the subway to work? Yeah, but she would drop him to the subway mm. or drop him to the, you know, whatever. He had a few few different different ways to get into work over the years. He would have like, he would suddenly get like a new preference. But yeah, she would always, she would always drop him. And and he, he allowed it. I don't know why he never did. I mean, I, I actually taught him how to drive, you know, like when he was like 60. You know, and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm driving." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, it's fucking like driving." It's kind of a, easy, man. It's it was it. so easy. Yeah, but he was very critical when he was in the car, though, and he would like to overreact, like you do. You know, if there was like, if he'd see something, he'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, I saw you cold-blooded murder a squirrel." It was, when a, you- it was a rabbit. Oh no, it was a rabbit. It was a rabbit, but it was an. It was just nothing I could do. I didn't. I didn't murder a rabbit. The rabbit. It was Committed too late. Suicide. <laughs> no, but it was too late. It wasn't like a jam on the, the rabbit brakes. It was, was like it was, I can't. It was search too, for nuts anymore. It was too late, and we we hit the rabbit, and you were very upset. But there was nothing I could do. So you think it's going well? <laughs> it's weird to have you interview me because I'm like, are you going to drop a bomb on me right now? No, because you're a control. You're a control freak, so you don't like not being in control. <laughs> <laughs> If I was really that much of a control freak. People didn't see that I said that and then took a sip out of my cold brew, <laughs> which kind of made it funnier than it probably Who sounded. Who do you think is more of a control freak, you or me? I don't know, because I'm a control freak. So it's hard for me. To, like, I feel like I feel like we've navigated that pretty well. I feel like for whatever reason, the things we like to control are different. Occasionally the buttheads, but like, I, feel, I think it's funny because someone was like, Des is single at 45 why do you think i was never single at 45 okay 45 44 why do you think that happens like is there something wrong with him i go there's something wrong with everybody everyone has stuff wrong with them it's finding someone's demons who first of all fall in love with your demons but you know honestly i i I, it really makes more sense to put me in the category of a divorced man i had a long relationship before so it's not really like say he's still single at 44 long relationship yeah so it's not it's not really like you know, 100% accurate to be like, he's still single at 44, you know? I just happened to be single at that time, you know? Yeah, but like you, a lot of people by 44 have a family. Oh, yeah, the not having a family part. But, you know, in fairness, 
part of that was just down to the fact that I nearly got married and then I went on a, a kind of a weird decade of insane travel where it just became mm-hmm. it, it just became more difficult to mm-hmm. you know to 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 be in a, a stable situation so I mean I could give you the the practical response to all that but it's not really that important you know what's important is you know now we're together and it's working out and I I don't I I, I don't think that uh, the fact that we're both I think the fact that we're both control freaks for us works out well up to now yeah because I also like my mom is very organized OCD and I work well with her because I'm not OCD and organized like I'm not control freak about that kind of stuff so like I'm good at I like to control my work I want to be able to do my work no one get in the way of that and you have been a thousand percent supportive of a that. compliment in fact I make some of that work possible you do you enhance it somebody I've chauffeured say. I've chauffeured you around so that's like my main priority right now and you you've only been no I find the it. only area that's quite funny is that both of us are quite messy <laughs> yeah. uh, but you you obviously like to point out like at times where I need to do something mm-hmm. and uh, I early on I wasn't paying attention to that too much because you moved into the house and I knew that there were a ton of things that needed to get done and I was quite happy to have somebody be like all oh, this needs to get done so when all that was done and then we got, we got on living our like our together life I started to realize that oh she doesn't like to do any of the of the stuff that I don't like to do so we both don't like to clean and keep also, organized I'm not used but to you do- you liked staying in the role of keeping let's let's stay on top of this when suddenly i realized aha she doesn't do any of it she just likes to point it out no so then we had the standoff of you know it's not always going to be you suggesting it gets done and it gets done this is the thing i don't naturally do stuff for other people in terms of cleaning like if your shit's messy i don't naturally know like where to put it or think that it's okay to do that so like all my stuff is not always together but sometimes when i see your stuff i'm just gonna be like yo fix your shit but then you'll be like fix your shit and then we're in a standoff that doesn't really go anywhere yeah that's right and then we're both like let's just not do anything and say we didn't see it (laughs) (laughs) no then we're just like we need to get somebody to do our laundry (laughs) no but i mean eventually you need to make decisions but like those are the things that will always come up as the challenges of living together which is which is why people suggest don't live together because all these little niggly things will will get in the way but of in your happiness. Two months does it has gone a thousand times smoother than I thought it would. Oh, I I mean I 100% agree, and 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 I think that actually we we we've communicated anything that would have been potentially a frustration. We've communicated it pretty quick and not let it build up. Yeah, you know so. Actually, it's considering our strong Scorpio Leo energy. We've just had like a lot of fiery sex. Yeah, which is great because you give a fuck about that shit and I don't believe in it at all. Sex? No, (laughs) the Scorpio Leo shit. Well, for people listening, Scorpio and Leo is fire combination. So sparks fly and that could be it could be a very intense relationship. But I also think that. I, we we might have to write a book about relationships because the going sort of the going consensus is that you shouldn't uh, move in with somebody too quick because the pressure of living together can actually sort of you know uh, harm your relationship. But I'm starting to think that you should move in together while you're still in the honeymoon phase because the honeymoon phase will get you through mm. the first you know it 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 it'll it'll sort of the 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 haze of bliss will uh hide any of those and you'll you'll actually be very settled in together by the time any of those little things would 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 be annoying I like that and definitely with quarantine I think a lot of people have been doing that but I also think that I have a belief that as long as you don't cheat or murder the person if you're meant to be you can't fuck it up Oh, yeah? You think that? I really believe that. Because when I was younger, I used to think, like, if I acted a type of way or I sent a text a type of way, I could, like, trick a guy to liking me or, like, if I did the wrong thing, he would not like me. And then I had to really come to terms with the fact that, like, if two people's energies are attracted to each other, 
emotionally, physically. They're going to be like magnets and they're going to gravitate to each other in this life regardless. You don't remember what people say. You remember how they make you feel. And I think that if you move in a little early and they're your person, they're your person. It might be a little more difficult. But actually, I think it's been a lot easier because imagine if we had to have these like awkward talks every night of when's the next time I'm going to see you? Oh, can you come here? Can you do this? Can you do that? That probably would have been real fucking annoying. Yeah, I mean, I think that that in itself is a stress that people can ignore. You know, the battle the battle of how much time you spend together. Yeah, I think a lot of people can just be scared of commitment. But also, I've always been a proponent of, like, I want my partner to be my best friend and, like, to be able to do tons of stuff with, whether it's, you know, work, sports, eating, fun, talking shit. And you've just kind of become that rock in my life. Yeah, I mean, more importantly, I just find it great fun trying to figure all this shit out. Yeah, and even though it seems like we're putting... I never, I, you know, I wasn't involved in Etsy before you moved in. <laughs> I never I never, I never, looked at Etsy before you moved in. Are you in. saying I'm teaching you stuff? Well, I'm saying it's enjoyable to, you know, because obviously sometimes you can have a resistance like, fuck this, or, you know, like, you you know, I guess if you, if you're... You got to remain open to other people's suggestions, you know. So it, it, if if you give if you allow that energy to run without being you know challenged by it, you know you can it can add things to your life. Yeah. You know, I used to I used to just be great at making overnight oats. Now I'm really good at making eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you really stepped up your domestication game. Yeah. Well, I have, and I'm really looking forward to you doing the same. <laughs> Maybe one day. But ladies, if you're listening and you want a man who's domesticated and you met one and he can't cook or clean, just don't cook or clean and he'll eventually do it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think in your case, you did cook before I ever did. And I quickly realized that I was going to have to get good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, only, I'm, I'm only joking. It, 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 is, it, is good. it is good fun. I love when you get in your whisper mode. Getting a getting <laughs> king size, getting a king size bed was a g- good call, though. You know, I think you have to have a, good, a king size bed. I think you need you need the amount of space that is required for having a good cuddle, but then going to your neutral corner. I never know when you leave in the morning. I always wake up without you. That's because we sleep in our neutral corners. It actually know? feels like we don't live together because I wake up alone. Well, yeah, but you know, I I, I sometimes go to bed alone. <laughs> I went to bed alone last night. <laughs> In the morning, I'm grumpy, tired, can't function, and Des is just a light, lights up the world. And then at night, Des is grumpy, can't function. I'm not really I, grumpy. I'm just asleep. You can be a little grumpy. You think I'm grumpy at night? You were a little grumpy last night when we were shopping. No, only because you, we went to pick up a juice and suddenly we were buying Scrabble. Which was an incredibly fun idea. Yeah, no, I know. Just, I just sometimes I get worried that Hannah's in fucking ADHD mode, which is my only mode. Yeah, well, you know, so you gotta, you gotta make sure that the right decisions are being made, and they're not the decisions of, of, of madness. <laughs> you know, but sometimes just, decisions of madness are the best decisions. Ooh, decisions is hard to say with Invisalign. <laughs> <laughs> decisions. But you know, I. <laughs> See, but the other thing about Scrabble, the thing that I was worried about buying Scrabble is like, oh, fuck. Now we're going to be in competitive mode and we're both also ultra competitive. So we are good in competitive mode together. We had a lot of fun. We were equally respectful. Was I hurt that I lost? Yes. I mean, I wasn't going to say that you lost. I was just going to say that it was a fun match. I've owned it. I've accepted it. I've looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you're a fucking loser. Deal with it. Yeah. And, you know. There was a few words that I should have challenged, which I didn't challenge. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I thought it was a good first match. You do like to tap your fingers while I'm thinking about my word. But I expressed that to you and you stopped tapping your fingers, which I thought was great. That could have been an argument, <laughs> you know, and you did. You, you drink very loudly while I'm trying to think of a word. You were you were drinking. Your, it's called strategy, babe. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, that that was uh as you know, the sound of, of chewing and drinking is one of my pet hates. And you did that while I was thinking of a word, but it didn't cause any great drama. You know, I just waited for the sipping and the swallowing and the gulping to end. And I refocused on my word. On what was a very tight board. Well, I can't wait to play again and get my revenge. Yeah, I look forward to it too. Um, 
and uh, at least you know that QI is a word now, and that QUE is not. And for those Scrabble players, you'll appreciate that. Hannah dropped a QUE, and I should have challenged, but she confidently said that her grandmother plays QUE. And I <laughs> Did just, that sell you on it? You know, I just honestly, it was our first game, and I hadn't played in so long, I couldn't remember, you know, which of the Q tricks... You know, because there's obviously Q tricks in Scrabble. And I just was a little out of the, you know, I was out of the loop on the Q trips. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not. You I'm actually not... said early on that you forgot all the fun cues. Yeah. I, I, I was a little off on the So I used that the, against the you. The Q tricks. Yeah. And then Oz, obviously, I should have challenged, which I knew Oz wasn't a word, but I didn't challenge only because I had a very good response to your use of Oz, mm. uh, which essentially ended the game. But the challenge on that would have completely would have turned the game into an annihilation, almost like uh, Pennsylvania flipping from Biden to Trump. It would have tur- it would have taken a, a, a narrow victory to a to a landslide. Mm. But I didn't challenge. Yeah, I was I was I was more concerned about our. Um, I did want to recount at the end, but then I realized that I was the one who was counting the whole time. You were the you were the the person tallying it up. <laughs> yeah. You were ahead at one stage. I was ahead by a little for about six or seven turns. It was it was very close the whole time, you guys. That was why it was so painful. I know, because I stupidly put yap in. I put yap down. Oh. Babe, can I take this? Okay. Hannah has to get off. We'll finish. And uh, Hannah, Hannah's now on the phone. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks to Hannah, who uh, I've now dropped off to Shelter Island. She's recording bravo's chat room i do a lot of driving with hannah uh i'm kind of a a pandemic chauffeur until i get back to my normal life uh so i dropped hannah out to shelter island so she's recording as we speak actually so thanks to her and uh thanks to you guys for listening we'll be back next week i'll see what's coming up steve has been busy with um steve has been busy with schoolwork so he wasn't able to do this week and then Joanne is recording a TV show, and she's starting her own podcast with Maureen O'Connell. So I'm assuming that we're probably not going to get Joanne back anytime soon. So I'm on the hunt for new regular presenters. Um, I guess I'll just have to find some comedians to interview, too, or some interesting people to interview, which, of course, will also be exciting. But um, we'll be here every week no matter what. And the Patreon's kicking. So check that out. And uh, any other updates, I'll let you know. At Des Bishop on Instagram, send me some messages. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so. Uh, take screenshots on your Spotify. Leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. And just tell people that you listen to the podcast because uh, it's been nice and steady now. I think we've got a good thing going. So make sure you spread the word. And um, I will chat to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.